Yo, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast with me, Ryan Hartley, and welcome to another interview session, episode 70. Today, I am joined by CEO of StudyFast, Mr. Jordan Harry. I was connected uh, with Jordan through Instagram, and uh, I was advised to go and watch his TED Talk, which is amazing, and it's had 1.8 million views to date. If you haven't watched it already, go and check it out before listening to this episode, um, and then hear a lot more about the man and his journey and how he helps people with his company, Study Fast, with speed learning and memory. Hope it's a really insightful conversation. I hope there's something that you will take away from it. A lot of time being spent indoors right now. Maybe now's the time that you want to learn a new skill. Maybe you want to take up speed reading, improve your memory, improve your learning. Um, Listen to this episode. Jordan offers some free resources. Make sure you take advantage of those. Contact him and let him know that you've listened to him on the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast and get free access to a couple of his courses, compliments, of Mr. Jordan Harry himself. Um, and while you're listening to me, just before the interview, make sure that we are connected on Facebook. Get inside the We Are Always Better Than Yesterday community for more content to help you, your mindset, your leadership be better than it was yesterday. Um, and I hope this interview session with Jordan Harry serves you well. Much love. Mr. Jordan Harry, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. How are you, my friend? I am fantastic. I've been trying to do this thing where, but depending on the day, I try and describe how I feel with the letter it starts with. So Friday, fantastic. Fantastic. Love that. Love that. Do me the honor and the privilege of, of giving yourself a bit of an introduction, who you are, but an, a little bit about your story. Excellent. So my name's Jordan Harry, and I transform the way people learn by rewiring how your brain lands and we do this by showing you how to read faster and remember more mm, love that talk to me about a bit of your journey where has the the growth in that come from so it all started from a personal pain you know way before i became a speed reading and memory coach you know i wasn't a 10 year old writing down in class this is my mm. dream career although if there is a 10 year old with that dream career please contact me <laughs> it all started when i had a speech impediment and for those that may not know, if you can't pronounce the words, well, you have to slow down. And if you don't believe me, try learning a new language. If you can't pronounce the words, you don't know what they mean. And you, of course, don't want to pronounce them correctly. Mm. And in school, we're all taught to read aloud because it's the teacher's way to assess, are you saying the word correctly? Mm. Once you get to a proficient level, the whole class and yourself begin to read inside your head. So what I found was through school, for myself anyway, I haven't had a class called reading since I was 10. Yet every other subject gets progressively harder. Mm. And so in theory, we're all left with a reading age of a 10-year-old mm. and we're expected to keep up. And so I found with this voice in my head, there's got to be a faster way. Thankfully, it was my voice I could hear. <laughs> so any listeners listening right now, if you're reading and it's not your voice you can hear, go see a professional. <laughs> <laughs> But this voice in my head I was using whilst I was reading, I was like, surely, if I'm using this voice in my head, I can only read as fast as I can talk. Now, if you're Tony Robbins, and if you don't know who he is, pause this podcast and go check him out and come back. Mm -hmm. He can speak at about 500 words per minute. But the average untrained reader talks at 250 words per minute. Mm -hmm. So in no surprise, 
fires, when we look at the average reading speed, it's between 150 and 250 words per minute. Mm -hmm. And so one night at uni, Google how to read faster, found a TED talk on why you should read a book a day. And my goal was to give a TED talk on how to read a book a day. And that's how it all started. Love that. It's really interesting because I, I've been reflecting on kind of my own reading and I, um, I read in the evenings at night just before bed. And I find that if I'm reading when I'm too tired, mm. I have to go back and I reread the same paragraph like so many different times. I mean, in your, in your TEDx, I, I love how practical you are. You talk about tips and techniques that you, mm -hmm. um, like what are some of the things that you that really helped you to start with? Of course. So um, hopefully if people haven't seen it, go check out my TED talk because you'll be able to get a lot more from that than we can on this interview. Sure. And then of course, listening to this, we can build upon what they've mm. already got. So during the TED talk, I show first of all, how to break your existing reading habits. Mm -hmm. so we're trying to change a habit of a lifetime in 10 minutes, which of course is impossible. Yet I show you the possibilities. Mm -hmm. And so the most practical ones, if I was to give them now, is the one that accelerated my ability was being able to reduce sub-vocalization, that voice mm -hmm. in your head that you use when you read. Um, and number one is bringing in a low-level distraction. Chewing gum, pressing the tip of your tongue to the top of your mouth. Because it's such a low-level cognitive skill that your brain doesn't lose focus on what you're reading. However... It's impossible to do two things at 100%. One has to be sacrificed. So whilst you're chewing gum, your brain finds it very hard to focus on that voice whilst you're reading. Mm. And what you find is you start to see the words and you don't have to hear the words to understand them. And I, there's a whole kind of riddle I can go on about that in a moment. <laughs> and so for me, it was bringing in that low level distraction playing classical music or music without lyrics, finding the right environment, finding the right time, as you just mentioned, at night. You know, you have to find where reading fits into your lifestyle because not everyone enjoys reading. Mm. And that's okay. And there's alternatives. Makes so I'm, a, I'm very much a listener to, um, to, to music without lyrics. That's my thing. Mm. Mm. Why do you think the... Um, why do you think that the, the TED Talks had 1.8 million views? Why do you think it's been so popular? You know, it's phenomenal. And, you know, the fact that I'm sitting here um, across from you in the virtual yeah. world um, still blows my mind that, you know, ideally it's predicated off that title. You know, I don't want to discredit what I do. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I have to be transparent enough and be like, okay, if I didn't have 1.8 million views, would we be having this conversation? Maybe, maybe not. I may have been on your radar a little bit later on. Yet for me, to give people context, there's a shot during the video and you may have seen it where you see the audience and I don't know why they did it <laughs> because we must have had three people that attended five of them were the organizers mm -hmm. and then others were supporting people so in the audience maximum 15 people don't take my word for it go check out the talk mm -hmm. how to read a book a day and for me I was one of the few speakers that didn't walk out and for the people listening, like, what? Speakers walked out. What you have to understand is, whether it's TEDx, a small independently mm -hmm. ran event, or mm -hmm. TED, the TED platform where Bill Gates, the late Steve Jobs, deliver talks at. These speakers have spent months, years, preparing for this 10-minute mm -hmm. talk. Mm -hmm. That ultimately, yeah, can transform your life. 
Now, for me, I didn't care if there were 10 people in the room or 10,000. And I thought to myself, why should these 10 people get any less value sure. than 10,000? And then the second part of my little brain inside me was like, well, Jordan, what if you over-deliver? Because you know what you're about to deliver right now. And at this stage, I had no business. Mm-hmm. Study fast, my memory and speed training company didn't exist. But I said to myself, if I deliver this talk as if there were 10,000 people in the room, somehow 10,000 people will. You know, one person in this room will tell their boss and their boss will bring me into their company. You know, I just thought it was serendipity. And long and behold, delivered a flawless um, talk, at least to my ability back then. Mm-hmm. And thankfully it was recorded and to a, to a good enough standard. <laughs> where when it was put up online, there were a series of things which will now answer your question. Why has it taken off? Because TEDx talks are given every day, mm-hmm. every hour around the world. There's very few that hit 1,000 views. Mm-hmm. There's even fewer that hit 10,000. And there is that top 1% that reach a million plus threshold. Yep. My goal and it still doesn't really settle in, you know, one million wasn't to hit that. What happened was number one, the title, how to read a book a day. As you mentioned, it's a very practical results driven talk. It's not um, the importance of confidence, you know, no no disrespect to anyone who talks about that. However, you know, by the time you invest 10 minutes, by the end of it, you will know how to read a book a day. At least you hope so anyway. Mm -hmm. That's one. To the thumbnail. We have to look and be transparent. At the time, I was 19, so I'm a young guy. I'm mixed race. And, you know, I'd like to be kind of believing in myself. I'm quite good looking. And when you see the thumbnail, I look like Mbappe. And I didn't know who Mbappe was. Are you a football fan, Brian? Yeah. I know who he so is, Mbappe- yeah. Yeah, so for those that don't know, he's a French striker. He blew up during the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Ironically, same time my TED talk went out. So Mbappe was on everyone's social media. And at the same time, my YouTube video was growing as well. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the comments, every other comment is, oh, Mbappe is a speed reader. Why is he teaching me how to speed read? No wonder he's so fast, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I yeah. welcome those comments. And then I guess the final ingredient. So we've got number one, the title. Number two, the thumbnail. Number three, ultimately, is it shareable? Mm-hmm. Because the way anything travels, is if the customer, the mm-hmm. fan, believes in it so much that they want to tell someone else. So not the algorithm, but actually organic. And so I found that, thankfully, I believe in this, and there's, yeah. of course, the numbers to prove it. My talk brought people a lot of value. Yeah. And at the end, I didn't do this technique on purpose, but I said, please, take what you've learned here today, share it with someone else. Because to mm-hmm. teach once is to learn twice. Mm. And I didn't know at the time. But I was pretty much telling people, like, subscribe, put the bell on, you know, um, tag, <laughs> comment. Because from there, they were like, wow, he's given us ownership. So those mm. three things took my talk from 15 views to 1.8. And hell, in a year's time, who knows where this will be. I love that. I love that. In kind of business world, there's this dichotomy between quantity and quality. Mm. How do you find that shows up with speed reading? 
if you don't mind me asking, I'm going to back to you. In what context? Um, are you talking from a business level or are you talking about from speed reading? So I'm, I'm thinking if I go and get one of my books from my mm-hmm. shelf right now and I, and maybe this isn't because I've practiced, but if I look to read that quickly, how yep. much of it have I taken uh, in? How much of it then can I go and apply? So comprehension is key. It's great reading fast, but if you don't remember it, it's pretty much useless. And what you find is one of the common, not objectives, but concerns on any workshop is surely if I read faster, my comprehension suffers. Mm. And of course, it takes one of my workshops for me to take people for the exercises, for them to experience it themselves. Mm. I can sit here all day and I can tell you the study. I can tell you the results I've had for this student. But you really need to experience it yourself. Just like driving a car at fast speed. Ryan, are you relaxing when you're driving at 90 miles per hour? Mm. You know, you're paying attention. Mm. Whilst 30 miles per hour, you probably check your phone, even though you shouldn't. (laughs) Um, You'll be looking at the passers-by at 30 miles per hour. When you're going 90 miles per hour, you better have both hands on that steering wheel. (laughs) And you better be paying attention. Mm. It's the same with speed reading. I've simplified it there. When you're going faster, you know if you don't pay attention, you're going to miss key concepts. You're going to keep miss key words. And the idea with speed reading is we're not missing out a single word. There's a technique, scanning, skimming. Mm-hmm. But speed reading is the ability to read over 600 words per minute. Just to remind the listeners, 250 words per minute is the average reader. Mm-hmm. 600 words is a speed reader classified. Mm-hmm. myself when i read a book which i comprehend because it's all relative i can read seven times faster so 1500 words per minute mm-hmm. and kind of wrap this up nicely there is no definitive answer to that because if i was to read a book on business i understand a lot of the business jargon and terms used so when a word comes out like um aggregate i know what aggregate means mm-hmm. that thought process if we get geeky is done within 10th of a second. Mm. However, if I was to read a, I'm looking at my washing machine, um, a book on washing machines, and it talked about the valve system and how it sealed Mm. the um, door when you shut it, and then it used a big word, which I don't even know right now, of course. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would have to slow down, it would throw me off. And of course, even if I went over it, it would change the context of the sentence. And then my thought process is now still distracted by that sentence. And like many people, you get to the end of the page and you're like, what did I just read? Mm -hmm, You go mm -hmm. back to the top and you reread it or even worse to the end of the sentence. So instead of the conversation being about, you know, if I speed read, will I retain it? We should be having a conversation about expanding your vocabulary and expanding your understanding Mm. on the topic area you're about to read. And so those two things that we focus, focus, that's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that is a technique. Those two things mm-hmm. we address at the beginning of each workshop. Mm. My, um, my son's seven and I do a lot of work around growth mindset with him and he loves learning. He loves uh, reading in particular. What's the best thing I can do to support his, his learning and reading as a seven-year-old? Yeah. Well, number one is enjoyment. Mm. You know, it's that confidence, competence loop. If you enjoy what you do, you're good at it. If you're good at it, you get confidence. doesn't matter if you're seven or 70. As I mentioned before, if you don't enjoy doing something, 
Mm. Your brain's going to experience discomfort. And what happens when our brains experience discomfort is we procrastinate. That's what procrastination is. Procrastination is our brain's safety mechanism of moving away from pain and doing something pleasurable. And that's why when we sit down and we know we have to write that assignment or answer that email, but oh, the thought of it, oh, it's just painful. But you know, I could get instant gratification by answering my LinkedIn messages or Facebook messages and get rid of that little two in the red dot. And so what we need to understand is creating tiny habits. There's a great, 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 great author called BJ Fogg with two Gs. I don't know what his initials stand for, BJ. I should probably find that out. And he's released a book called Tiny Habits. It goes beyond this whole habit formation of 21 days, of 60 days. Ultimately, to form a habit, you need to be consistent. There's no two ways about it. Mm -hmm. To be consistent, you need to enjoy what you're doing. It's not always easier said than done, so we need to hack it. And so for your seven-year-old son, I would encourage reading to him or getting him to read for two minutes every day. The simple act of opening the book every day. The simple act of him carrying a book with him in his school bag, having it on his bedside table. Because what we need to look at is reducing the resistance to starting the activity. Because once we get him going, once we get him past, once again, the research is out, the first 10 to 30 seconds of resistance, he'll start enjoying it. And we can all relate on this where we've sat down, that assignment is due in two months time. We've now got two days to do it. And we're like, oh, I might as well start it. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't as hard as I thought. And you actually really get involved. And you're like, oh, man, I, I love it. And you can't stop. Yeah. And that moment where you're loving it, that's when you should actually take a break. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be taking a break where you've burnt out and you've had enough and you're bored and you've hit a wall. Because what you want, you want to finish before, you want to take a break before you're finished. Mm-hmm. So what will happen is whilst you take a five-minute break, go make that coffee, your subconscious is thinking about it and you're excited to return. So have, make yeah, it great fun. Advice. Yeah, great advice. You touched on your workshops. What's it like to come to a Study Fast workshop? Ooh, no one's actually asked me that. I like that. Mm-hmm. What is it like? Well, of course I'm biased. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course it's a spectacular show. Uh, but ultimately, I don't look or sound like the average speed reader or memory coach, mm-hmm. let alone the average continued professional development coach mm-hmm. you know, beyond my physical appearance um my i'd like to think i'm charismatic i like to think i have a good sense of humor and so once again i understand how memories work and if there's a lot of emotion attached mm. you're more likely to remember you did badly in classes you didn't enjoy because the emotion you experienced was boredom mm. that's not much of an emotion to attach to a piece of information Mm. So when you come to one of our workshops, whether we come into your company, because that's primarily what we do, in-house training, mm-hmm. where we'll come, we'll speak with your head of HR or your head of learning and development, and I'll have that conversation where the employees can then come in for free. The employees want to be there. That's number one. Mm-hmm. We don't want anyone forced to be in a workshop. Absolutely. And then how it actually looks logistically is before each workshop, pre-assessment test to see who's in the room make sure the topics that they want are covered how to remember more names how Mm -hmm. to learn a language faster or how to read more books Mm -hmm. once we have that information we then will deliver 
a two-hour workshop or one of our immersion programs, which is a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And during those two-hour workshop, it's more facilitation. It's less of, I'm the teacher, you're the student. Mm-hmm. I learn just as much from my students as they learn from me. I share the techniques and how to apply them to their job-specific and mm-hmm. real-world problems. And then we have that conversation in between the exercises before, during, and after mm. to really find out what are people's specific pain points. So by the end of each workshop, whether it's the two-hour one, whether it's our three-day immersion program, mm-hmm. ultimately people are left independent and with long-term results where they never have to come back on one of my courses. They have access to online courses as kind of a refresher, but they're now independent and makes me redundant. So that's yeah. what the workshop yeah. looks like from a, it's an overview. That's legacy, isn't it? I like that. Thank you. How, um, so what are some of the commonalities in terms of um, those pain points that you experience? Mm. Or that your students are experiencing. Yeah. So, you know, pain points are difficult ones because I work with students in Mm -hmm. academia. I work with teachers in academia. Mm -hmm. I work with corporate professionals, which, oh my Lord, if we go into that, we all know how many different industries there are, how many job titles Mm -hmm. there are. Um, And more so as well, people from disadvantaged backgrounds. So people who can't even access the curriculum, Mm -hmm. whether they're in school or they are in education and they can't quite grasp literacy. They can't quite grasp maths, so on and so forth. Mm. So the pain points, as you can imagine, vary. But if I was to give you commonalities, um, most of them are kind of are centralized around personal development. So interactions, remembering someone's name, mm. um, learning a new skill, so language learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also add on the ability to retain information you read. You know, these are quite general ones, but it makes sense because these are the most common problems across mm-hmm. all different target markets. Um, and then, of course, with speed reading, the ability to read faster. Some people mm-hmm. want to double their reading speed and some people want to beat me. <laughs> and I welcome all challenges. Mm-hmm. Ideally, though, everyone that comes in to contact with myself, even Mm -hmm. you, it's a growth mindset. It's realizing that you aren't a finished product and that you want to learn anything faster. Mm. And so the one common pain point everyone has is we can all make more time, but you can't make more. No, 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 no. Well, I've just botched my own little statement there. (laughs) We do a little edit, chop, chop, chop. (laughs) I'm playing around. I like it more. So I'm just going to do a quick rewind with my own vocals. So everyone knows that you can make more money, but you can never make more time. And so that's one main reason people come to study fast. Say that again. We can all make more money, but we can't make more time. Let that simmer. Yeah. Let that simmer. Marinade. (laughs) Yeah, that's really true. I guess if you get the phone call tomorrow and it's the um, Secretary for Education and they say, Jordan, we want you to design mm. a new curriculum for how young people learn. Like what, what would be the first few things on your wow. power? 
you know, it's, I love the universe. I'm not religious myself, um, but I love the concept of the universe and speaking it into existence. Mm. And I did an interview with uh, BBC Radio Free two days ago. And for the first time, I announced that I want to change the UK curriculum. Mm. It's always been simmering in the back of my head, mm. you know, but it seemed too mammoth of a task. Now that I've ticked off all these other little things, I'm like, hmm, okay, well, I'm hungrier. Mm. It's still there. And so, yeah, ultimately, I do want to make sure, and this is your question, and I wish I could answer it. We have a class or classes. What does it look like? When is it deployed? Who is it for? I don't know yet. Where? It is mandatory at some stage of the educational timeline that a student will sit into a room and they will learn how to learn. And mm. it sounds so <laughs> common sense, but it's not common practice because we would be doing it. Mm. And what I'm trying to do, Ryan, is having conversations with people like yourself about mm-hmm. working backwards. Okay, well, mm. how do you even get a new class within the national curriculum what is Mm. that process let's work backwards department of education that's a fairly good start but that's of course the people i need to talk to and i haven't figured out what you've just asked me yet i've got Mm. all the the memory the learning experts from around the world in my network Mm. i meet with them on a monthly basis they've got all these expertise and i'm kind of centralized point And with me building my personal brand, Jordan Harry, I believe that I'll be able to leverage that Mm -hmm. or continue to keep leveraging it so that I will be in the right room, the right people, having this conversation. Mm -hmm. Not saying you're not the right person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we will be having this conversation. And it- Change makers. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it will be. It will be a conversation with change makers. It won't Mm -hmm. be me and all these geeky experts in a room saying this is what- Mm. everyone around the uk needs this is policymakers. this is teachers this is parents mm. this is children. this is the workforce we all need to be in this conversation and um hopefully when you ask me that in i hate putting time constraints like five years because like, why can't you do it now you mm-hmm. know hopefully when you ask me this in five years i'll have a uh, more <laughs> i guess clarified answer mm. on how we're going to go about it because mm. right now it's more of a let's just keep talking about it yeah yeah for sure the um so of our viewers on youtube or our listeners on the podcast who should make contact with you who should go and follow you who should who should connect with you excellent well this is the opportunity for people to come find me if you've listened this far well done i love doing mm. this Contact me. Let me know you've listened to this podcast or watched the video, however it will be disseminated. And let me know you came from this and I'll give you free access to one of my courses. Mm-hmm. And there's no upsell. There's no, give me your email. We'll put you into an email campaign, blah, 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 blah. Mm. This training needs to be accessible to all. Thankfully, the business model survives on corporate training, allowing me to do what makes me feel good, receive messages, which I respond to every day, about how my training has transformed someone's perspective. So if you are interested in taking me up on the offer and gaining access to my speed reading or slash and my memory course, contact me on Instagram at Jordan Harry with two Y's 
and two N's. Annoyingly, Jordan Harry, he won't give me his username. So I had to add on <laughs> two N's and two Y's to my name, annoyingly. <laughs> and then alternatively, if Instagram's not your platform, I'm accessible on LinkedIn as Jordan Harry. And hopefully you'll see my little smiley face. Amazing. And your uh, Instagram business page? That is Study Fast UK. Once again, Study Fast was taken. This is why I need to have all the money in the world so I can buy my usernames. <laughs> That's what I would do if I in won the lottery. <laughs> in time, my friend. The money just to buy the usernames and domains I want. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll get there, my friend. Um, my ethos is all about helping people be always better than yesterday. I'm just curious to know what that phrase really means to you. Interestingly, because I also do martial arts, so mm-hmm. I'm able to like track in the gym. I'm stronger than what I was ever. You know, when you break PVs. Um, and so I can see in areas of my life than what I was yesterday. And I think that's what people need to look for is small wins. So what that mm-hmm. means to me is small wins every day. Mm-hmm. And it could be mm-hmm. in cooking. It could be in cleaning. It could be, and I'm doing that because I'm sat in my kitchen. (laughs) It could be in business. You figured out a more efficient, effective way to set up meetings using Google calendars. I take that Mm. as a small win. Mm. Because you have to understand you're going to have down days. You're going to feel flat for a reason or not for a reason. And what you need to be able to do is play this game of small wins where when you're feeling down, you know full well, cool, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go mm. learn that. And I'm going to learn two new words in Spanish. Mm. Believe me or not, there's a little bit of dopamine that's released in your brain when you learn something new, when you remember something. And it will change how you think, how you feel, and more importantly, how you interact with others. Yeah, love that. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it with us. It's my um, pleasure. I could speak to you all day about learning. I, I love learning. And um, yeah, I've been a follower of yours for a little while now. And um, I really enjoy the content you put out. So thank you for that. And I just love to hear a final thought from your good self. Powerful. Well, if you don't mind, because I'd love to share your journey as well. You know, for those that may know or may not know, Ryan's just actually started full time on this hustle. So welcome mm-hmm. to this world. Thank you. Thank <laughs> and you, um, it's scary. And so for anyone else listening, who's thinking of making that transition, who's made the transition, who wants to make that transition. It is scary. Mm. Entrepreneurship is romanticized. And ultimately, kind of bringing back what I've already said, it's okay to have bad days. It's okay to feel flat. Something only recently I've accepted where you can't be happy all the time And not only that, you don't need to find a reason why you feel down. (laughs) You know, I think as humans, when we are low and we want to be by ourselves or we just don't feel like jumping on that podcast, we just don't feel like going to the shop. There doesn't need to be a reason for us to justify feeling like that. You just do and that's okay. What's not okay is giving in to that feeling of feeling flat and cancelling everything because you're not always going to feel like doing something when you have to do it. You're not always going to feel like going to the gym when you should be going to the gym. Yeah. And if you live your life predicated on doing things when you feel like it, you wouldn't do half the things that you do day to day. 
So um, just as kind of a reality check, not on a down note, because I want to mm. make it positive, practical, yeah, you know, realistic, sure. optimist, yeah, practical. Like, yes, tell yourself it's okay to feel flat. Tell yourself you don't need to justify it and look for the small wins day to day. Love that. Thank you, my friend. And for everyone that has taken the time to get this far in their podcast, again, thank you from us both. Uh, please do go and connect with Jordan if you aren't already. Um, and let us know Let us know what's really resonated with you. Uh, and do let us know in the comments. Um, but Mr. Jordan Harry, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Much appreciated. Keep winning. There we go. Love to know what you thought of that conversation, that interview session. For me, the things that really resonated were this sense of how to learn uh, or what helps us learn. And that's simply having fun. You'll know that regular listeners will know that I love helping people, particularly young children, just have fun, show up, have fun and do your best. So Jordan and I are massively aligned on that. And I also love this sense of um, his TEDx talk was just thinking beyond the physical people in the room and just thinking about that sense of legacy around who might come across the video and just showing up for as many people as possible, imagining that they were going to, to watch and take in everything that he said. Uh, fascinating interview session. Really hope it serves you well. Uh, and until next time, look after yourselves. Get in touch, ryanbhartley at gmail.com with any of your feedback, any of your questions, and make sure that you're tagging me on, on your social media posts with anything that really stood out and resonated with you. Have a great week. I'll see you next time. Much love. <laughs>